Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz on this Wednesday, August 17, 2022 edition of the show. Uh, we're basically in the quiet before the storm part of the year as teams, players, and fans are all gearing up for the next season of the NBA. So for today's episode, we're going to dive into some of the latest NBA headlines, including the Knicks schedule that was just dropped today. But first, make sure you guys check out our website, nick-ish.com, and copy yourself a pair of Nickish shorts and dad hat. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna sell these for only a limited time as we get closer to the fall season. Now bringing in my boy Nafi. What's going on, bro? How much, bro? We actually got things to talk about, bro. It's not like us like trying to like pull shit out the air and just you know, just just go. But you know, solid news. Apparently, the Donnie talks are back on. Danny Ainge realized he had a cell phone that he could like you know communicate with Leon Rose with. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's that's nice. And uh, Nick's schedule release, bro. That's always a fun night, fun time to just look at the list and just figure out how we're gonna win seventy games. You know what I mean? So I'm doing <laughs> good. How you doing, Faiz? Down bad, man. Yankees have been playing piss poor. First time they've lost like five series in a row since like 2005. I don't even want to talk about it, man. Don't good get Lord. me started. They you know, lost talk like about baseball in this pod. So they lost like 11 <laughs> to 12 or some shit. Two against man. two, two against one. We're, we're taking over, Mo. Yo, first what's, Nick is, what's going on? Yo, what's going on here. with them Stop Yankees this. though? Stop this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play. Y'all, y'all, nah, y'all can talk. I'll just be here spectating. They were actually winning games though. It was good. They won like what nine in a row before, and they were leading the league. Like I, I don't know that much shit about baseball. I'm talking out of my ass here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they lost like what ten in a row or some shit. They lost like five series in a row, which is like the main. Oh, like I think they won a game in between and stuff. So like. They're about to lose tonight, too, to the Rays. I digress. Let's let's talk about the Knicks. I, I didn't think we'd get to the point where the Knicks are the things that are making me happy again. You know? like Yeah. I mean, the Donovan Mitchell talks are back up. I mean, anytime you see Shams put out a tweet and has Donovan Mitchell, you get all excited. But it's all about, you know, like, he's charging people. The Athletics charging people to say that the Knicks are talking again. Like, not the, not the actual trade happening. But um, basically what we're seeing is uh, kind of a – a Jazz Knicks rendition of when Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man saw Thanos, and Thanos like, all what was the exact line, Offy? I think you know it better than I do. This guy, you get to set up an analogy and then like fumble in and just like pass it to me. Get out of here. Yo, it's a brain yeah. fog, bro. He's like, he's like all <laughs> that. Mark, he, it was Mark basically like the butt fumble right now. It was like, it was like all that work and where did that bring you? Right back to me. That's Leon yeah. Rose right now. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like that fucking scene in the office with fucking Andy, fucking uh, Michael. They're all just pointing finger guns at each other. Who else was in there? Fucking uh, Dwight, Dwight. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a three, three-way. That's Leon. That's Danny Ainge. And then that's like Shams. <laughs> like, you're going to give me the news. <laughs> you're going to make me report it for these subscriptions. But, yeah, it's basically so the, a big update, breaking news update was, uh, hey, the thing that happened a month ago, it's, it's back on. And uh, it's uh, moving at the same pace. So, I know a lot of Knicks fans freaked out, you know what I mean? And, like, was just like, oh, my God, does this mean it's happening? A month ago, it felt like it was happening. Now it's just like, okay, they're just picking up the conversation again because training camp is right around the corner. You know what I mean? I think our first preseason game is October 4th. So, you know, it's right in line with kind of the timeline that, you know, Alan Hahn, shout out to, to the MSG GOAT, he had said in a Facebook post of his that uh, expect things to pick back up at the end of the summer. You know what I mean? So 
We're here now. Negotiations seem to be back on. We'll see if Leon closes the deal. How yeah. you feel about this uh, tidbit, Faiz? Uh, I mean, it feels like we are getting the honest truth. Remember, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks when there's nothing else to talk about besides Donovan Mitchell every single week. But, uh, like... They went on vacation. We know that that Leon Rose went on his vacation. We know Danny Ainge took D Wade and a bunch of Utah Jazz members and went on vacation. And this feels like the due diligence. Came back from vacation, make the phone call, see what's up. Like, are, are have we have we budged? Has anyone budged? And it sounds like Leon hasn't budged. And that's that's what we really wanted to hear. We wanted to see that our guys are standing pat. And I don't know. I, I think you're right. We're like. A month ago, when the first news came out and everything, it's like, when is this happening? When is this happening? Now I could see a world where, like, I'm not saying that I still do think the deal happens. I would prefer it happens before training camp, but you know, some people have mentioned it. And I could see a world where the Jazz hold on to Donovan Mitchell through the All Star game, you know, because mm. it is it is in Utah this year. So why not, you know, get your money's worth out of an All Star at at thing now. Is that a good basketball move? Maybe not, just because you want to, like, you know, tank properly and really stack your chips to the perfect height. But we've known Danny Ainge to kind of get a little, like, you know, he really wants to win the deal. So, hey, maybe he sits it out. And I think it's it's getting interesting to know that Shams is really is truly plugged into this. It seems like everything is going according to the timeline. Yeah. Right. And not that many analysts really had anything to say apart from this one dude who. He's, he's a he's a bootlegged Knicks fan. His he goes by the name of Stephen A. Smith. I, I don't like to talk about his takes, but like he did have one thing to say of what he heard, and he said that the Jazz do have interest in R. J. Barrett and that they want six first round picks. But he the said Knicks, he heard it from the Knicks too, bro. Got to yeah, throw that in there. So he did, and then he said the Knicks are willing to go to four or possibly five first round picks. That's really the only like quote that I was able to find from this. I'm so glad that I'm doing so well with my life that that didn't even touch my timeline. Oh, you blessed. I didn't see that. I, I did see him like try to talk about the Yankees and said that Aaron Judge is the problem. Like, bro, again, I, like this guy. Why are we still going to him? Like, why are we still like? Because he's still on the ESPN payroll, and you know what I mean. When you when you give like a, a caricature of a cartoon with a, with a, a, like a megaphone attention, that's. That's exactly what he's going to get. He's going to get attention for the stump, dumb shit he spouts. And I like how he's a dude that does nothing but shit on the Knicks, especially this last season. And now he's just like, oh, the Knicks are telling me this. Bro, I doubt it was anybody in the Knicks. If it was, it was probably like the usher. You know what I mean? Like at the nosebleed. So I just say, yo, you, you were for the Knicks, right? What's going on with the Donnie trade? Dude's just like, bro, I just started last week. But uh, this is what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? Like it's that, that feels like a Stephen A. Smith-like anecdote. So to his report, fuck it. But – I'm going to trust Shams when he had said from the very start that Danny Ainge and the Jazz, they like they like RJ to play in the potential, but they're not trying to get into a situation where they, they trade for him and then have to worry about paying him, especially when they're probably about to unleash an elite tank. You know what I mean? And to that point about whether Danny Ainge would like stick it out through the season, I feel like that would be just petty. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, petty. Y'all seen how like one of the Jazz beat writers, I think it was Tony Jones, he was saying how like the first – early portion of the jazz like a uh, schedule it's almost like the nba is trying to help them with their tank because it's like a, a schedule of that a play elite playoff team would have to face you know what i mean so if i'm danny i want to make sure donnie's off off the roster by then so then those those losses rack up and we could get big victory i mean the french uh, phenom that is a prize of the 2023 draft but we'll see ainge has been known to be a petty man um i, mean, I don't know bro to, it's just to like that- it was, to that RJ yeah, point, I'm sorry, to that RJ point, like, uh, 
I think Danny Age also knows that if you're if he's acquiring RJ in that trade, the pick the picks will immediately like get lowered. You're not gonna mm. get the same number of picks that you are gonna get in a package that involves possibly Grimes or IQ that that you'll get with RJ. You're definitely gonna get maybe like. I would say maybe three first-round picks, like two first-round picks, you know? Because, like, RJ, you're basically banking on him being the cornerstone and, like, you know, building on the Jazz franchise. And, you know, I think that's how the packages vary. If you get RJ, you're going to get maybe two. If you get Grimes and and uh, IQ, uh, Grimes or IQ, maybe you'll get four or five. And if we're looking at a deal without any of those guys, that's when we start getting into the big, big number territories, like six, yeah. I would. I'm very cautious to say seven because I don't think that's gonna happen. But I don't think that's legally possible, is it? I don't. I don't know. We need a CBA nerd on staff, quick. <laughs> um, but yo, like to that point though, and this is gonna lead into the next topic. But I want to stay on this Donny thing for one like kind of second. So the Don, like the our next schedule release, and they're obviously putting out the promo work or whatever. One of these uh, intrepid Twitter users noticed that uh, in the promo stuff, Cam Grimes and D Rose are not really featured at all. So, with that being said, and this Donnie report coming out, how are we feeling about those three guys possibly being in the deal with, let's say, four or five picks? I feel I'd be okay with it. And this is just well, reckless again, I'm speculation. Sorry. Cam, uh, DeRozan. And Grimes. Grimes. So, those three guys apparently haven't been featured really much at all in the schedule promo shit. So, I'm thinking, you know, reckless speculation, obviously. But if that those three guys are in the deal and then it's like a bevy of picks... I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like splitting the difference in terms of compromise, right? Like, they don't get all of our picks. If they don't get all of our elite young talent, they get a nice, like, mishmash of that. And I feel like Danny should take it. But what are y'all, what are y'all thoughts on that, that, that uh, reckless Twitter speculation? I'll go with Mo first. I mean, I think we've been saying it for, for weeks now what kind of package that we'd be okay with for a Donovan Mitchell train. I think, at least for myself, I'm okay with it as long as they're not giving up the farm or first round picks and they get to keep IQ, RJ, and Obi. So that being said, if we have to give up Cam Reddish, who we just got it, you know, about a year ago, and we got to get rid of Grimes, who did step up, and we loved the player, but you know he was a a late first round pick a couple of years ago, and uh, or you know about less than two years ago, and D Rose, who's you know at the tail end of his career, that's a good ass trade, and we get to mm. keep our we get to keep keep our best youngins, and we get to keep our star R J Barrett. The only one problem with that is that Randall is still on the team, but whatever. If we, we don't need to talk about him we, yet. We, yeah, we don't need to talk about him. As long as Grimes is, like, the main young player that, that has to go to get Donovan Mitchell, I'm, I'm for it. I mean, to, to be fair, from those three names, the only one who would be featured on any sort of promotion would probably be Derrick Rose. I really don't see a world where, like, Grimes... Like, as, you know, we just got Jalen Brunson. <laughs> so they're going to feature Jalen Brunson, RJ, and, you know, Randall. Like, let's be honest. And then, like, maybe if they go tap into their bag, they go into D-Rose. So. That's true. I did say reckless speculation, though. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Being, being reckless. Real quick, yeah. real quick. No, I'm, just saying, to, right now. I'm just <laughs> saying to be fair, you know, but, um, I, yeah, I think that's a package that we're okay with. That's a package that we've been outlining for a while. Like, Derrick Rose would be the salary, the big bulk. We said before it's either going to be Derrick Rose or Evan Fournier. You know, so we're okay with giving up either one. And then Cam Reddish has to be that young talent that – you don't necessarily have to pay a max big contract to, but you could take a chance on him. You know, a lot of people compare him to like a lot, what he could possibly be, like a Paul George potential type of player. Obviously, a, a high ceiling for him. But Grimes, like, I, I'd be like, I'd be hurt to lose him. But mm. you know, you got to pay to play, man. You got to, you get, you acquire these talents because you want to trade them now. If we're talking about like specifically roster construction, there could definitely be a bigger conversation 
between like should we give up IQ or should we give up Grimes? But I think we can save that for like another day. We don't really need to get like super into that. But I, that package is completely fair to me, and I think that would warrant maybe like four picks, you know, five picks, and I'd be okay with that. That's that's a package I'm okay with giving up for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean. It feels like really then it's just like another countdown again. If all we all kind of are in agreement that this feels like it's gonna happen, it's just really like who knows what's going on behind the scenes, but it almost feels like orchestrated to kinda of happen in a way that capitalizes on the the NBA news schedule and like the news that drops. Oh, the Donnie trades are back on and then a day later our schedule drops. You know what I mean? Training camp coming up, preseason coming up. I feel like in Adam Silver's NBA, it's all about the storylines and, and shit like that. So w- with the way news is coming, especially in the off season where you know, these everybody's really on vacation. It's about like kind of dropping hints here and there until it happens. And if it doesn't happen, I feel like it would be the biggest upset of the year. You know what I mean? And, like it. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Ma. And, and you notice one of the televised games happens to be against the Utah Jazz early in so the why, season too. Why would they do that? Early in the season, by the way, November fifteenth. This isn't post deadline. This mm-hmm. is pre deadline. So. Yeah, and then, interestingly enough, in the trade deadline week, uh, what is the name? Well, Worldwide Wobe on Twitter, you know, he has like 800,000 followers or whatever, and he follows like 600, 600K people, whatever the fuck. He posted that, like, yo, this year's NBA trade deadline is like on February 11th, and look at the schedule. Who are we playing on February 11th? Utah, where they come to town. Gee, yeah. You know what I mean? So if if in the scenario where Danny holds on to Donnie through the trade deadline, that would be a spicy day, but I'm thinking, like, as Mo. I mean, it's going to be my birthday, out, so it'll already be a spicy day. This is true. This is true. Hey, hey, ha- happy birthday. Six months in advance. It would be a very nice birthday present. I would, yep. I would like mm-hmm. to benefit from Mo's birthday present. Right and if now. it doesn't happen that day, if we don't have Donnie by then, I'm blaming your birthday. Fuck so win-win. Yeah, win-win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you as you pointed out, though, we got that November 15th game. You know what I mean? And it's TNT televised. National TV. You know a I mean? real national game. Not, exactly. not, not no pussy NBA TV shit. Right, right, and it's just like wow, like like yo. To quote Mo, and I don't know if the, the obviously the, our audience, our listeners did see, but he was doing the the wind horse finger guns. But I'm gonna carry it, carry on that legacy as well. Why would that? Why would they do that? Why would the TNT want that nationally televised game? You know, it's to me like looking at it kind of I guess objectively, it's like it's gonna be spicy anyway. You know what I mean? Like even if Jalen Brunson, still, yeah, Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, and even if Donnie's not traded yet, it's almost like that's what the whole storyline is gonna be. Like yo. This is the team he's been connected to. Now they're in Utah. You know what I mean? And he's playing one-on-one or he's playing or going up against a dude that busted his ass in the playoffs, Jalen Brunson, right? So, I don't know. I, I do think, though, that I feel like the NBA schedule makers, Adam Silver, knows that the steal is going to happen. They know what they're doing. It's a business, man. It's a business. Yeah, th- exactly. Th- this is their product. This is it. Like, yeah, Adam Silver's Vince McMahon here. I mean, he exactly. knows the storyline. <laughs> I mean, he knows how WrestleMania is going to end. The NBA you know? b- benefits from this manufactured, like, you know, type of shock value and whatnot. And that's why you see like a lot of these dominoes don't fall until it's like the Durant trade happens and then the Donovan trade happens. You know what I mean? Like they want to be able to like milk all of this. And like, I don't want to make it sound super rigged, but come on, the owners are probably in on it too, man. Like that's how they make money. That's how they make money. Like as soon as they realized, as soon as Adam Silver took over and realized they're like, yo, the transaction game, like fans really love it. NBA Twitter loves it. They're addicted to it. It became like promoted and shit. You know what I mean? Now it's like I saw unrelated, but like I saw some tweet where it was just like, "Yo, the M- the NFL promotes its on-field product, but the NBA promotes storylines and like petty beefs or whatever the fuck." Mm-hmm. NBA still runs the off season, like even during exactly. the, during the dead period, like there's still something to talk about and stuff. Where like other sports, like NFL, you don't hear about it from February until like again until like 
August, I want to say, until like the preseason mm. starts ramping up, or like again, you know, you hear about it during the the draft and whatnot. But I, I had a question for you guys. Something I saw on uh, I want to say I, either I heard it on a pod or I saw it on Twitter, but uh, they were saying that maybe the NBA needs to enforce uh, an August trade deadline as well. What do you guys think about that? Because it would kind of make it spicy. Where it's like right now, you know how like. The, there's no incentive to make a move here. There's no incentive to get up beyond the trade deadline, but I don't know. What would you guys think? I didn't really think of the logistics of it. It just sounded interesting to me. Uh, how, I mean, that's confusing. I was initially like intrigued, but I'm just like, wait a minute. The season don't start till like October. How to trade deadline? So it's, 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 <laughs> I, guess, I guess not maybe August, but it'd be like a, a preseason trade deadline, like before uh, the, the season starts. to get, before so would you, this like replace the current trade deadline? I think like, there would be like two. I th- so I think, so every six months, basically. Yeah, every six August. months, exactly. They would have two trade deadlines where like your roster before the season is one to get it started and then your roster before – the second half of the season, playoffs and whatnot, is another one that's like locked in. I think that idea just made my head hurt. <laughs> I know that, like personally, I feel like as far as like the NBA kind of switching things up, I do think they should adopt the NFL model and do free agency before the draft because I feel like that itself would kind of eliminate this drama. I feel like the Donnie trade would have happened by now. We would all have a more peaceful summer, and then we just care about whatever kids we drafted, but. I don't know. Tr- early trade deadline is intriguing, though, because like, I almost feel like if they move it up to like December, that'd be intriguing. So then like all the big moves happen and then boom, a week later, we got the Xmas, like the Christmas Day games. It could be spicy, but I don't know. Like like you said, Fai, the logistics seem very yeah, complex. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little foggy, but I guess the, 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 the theory behind it is just like give incentive to these teams to actually make a move here because like. It's like, I, you know, it's again, it's like a business. Like, these are the dog mm. days of the NBA season. And, like, if you could get, like, something that catalyzes, like, teams to make a move around this time period, like, the NBA would only benefit from it. So Honestly, I don't think it's such a bad idea because we could have avoided situations like Harden and the Rockets and, and Ben Simmons and Philly. It would have given them more of a, of a push to really make those trades and not have to go through these awkward stages where – they're kind of throwing away games or not performing or they're sitting out or making excuses. It's just awkward and unnecessarily dramatic for a basketball game, you know? Yeah. So if they if they had traded them beforehand, then they would have been with the teams they're with then. Um, and we would have had, you know, probably a better inclination on what the good teams really are versus the Sixers and the Rockets back then throwing away games. So I, I think sorry, I'd be for I, it. I also do wonder what happens because we, we always do say that, like, a lot of these moves that happen at the trade deadline, like the real trade deadline that we have, they don't always end up like shifting too much. Like, you know, James Harden going to the the Sixers, Mm. that didn't really change their future, like for that season that much. I wonder how that would affect, Well, Brooklyn, they did go to Brooklyn, so, and it did change up a couple of things because then true, Ben Simmons true, yeah, ended up yeah. coming here and then that really led but to I, mean, I guess it's like, it doesn't else. move mountains in terms of like, we don't really see that trade deadline move Helping someone win a finals, for example. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. But you're right. It definitely did. And honestly, if the deadline yeah, was well. there, Houston probably would have gotten a better deal because they probably would have gotten – they probably would have traded with Philadelphia directly and gotten those picks and Ben Simmons. I think that was the offer, if I'm not mistaken. Right? I think the Rockets didn't want Ben Simmons, period. They were just like, we prefer the picks just because – I mean, they, they, they at the end of the day, didn't take, like, Karis LeVert. They didn't take Jerry yeah, Allen. Yeah, they only but... wanted picks and, like – I don't even think they got any players, right? And it was just more so about them betting that the they got Brooklyn Oladipo. situation they, they would They took implode. Oladipo so that they could, like, move Oladipo for more picks again. Exactly. I think what it is, though, and, like, why I don't think it's feasible 
is just the whole reason why from the top is just I feel like Adam Silver likes this shit. He likes the storylines permeating through a season to the point where, yeah, basketball's being played through the winter and fall months, but it's also like there's going to be those shits in the background of like rumors swirling and they, they like that drama, bro. This is what the NBA realized. They re- they probably realize they can't they can't cash off the NFL to the popularity in the country. So they got to emphasize the shit that sets them apart. That's NBA Twitter, that's these little storylines, these beefs, you know what I mean? Like you saw how like these reporters, these big name reporters are like putting out matchups of like, "Oh, Paolo Bancaro and DeJounte Murray are meeting right, on right. so and so date." I'm just like, "Are we really selling pro am storylines now?" <laughs> but it it's it's kind of like shows you what the NBA kind of is, like, relying on now in terms of their product and how, to like, they message out to fans. The drama is part of it. You know what I mean? That's why they're on TNT. TNT knows drama. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that still their tagline? Is that their motto still? I don't know. I don't know, but good. But, that, yeah. that was good. I'm very impressed. That was a... Uh, Thank you. Kudos Thank to you. you, bro. Useless, useless pop culture knowledge. I got y'all, bro. <laughs> I think we all forgot about that tagline until you brought it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit, bro. I didn't even know they still do taglines nowadays, like... TV. What? My man, my, my, my man Faiz over here. He's just pure Gen Z. He's like, TV. I got TV. Disney Plus, Tagline. Hulu, and Netflix, bro. That's all I need. <laughs> facts. Facts. Um, we mentioned Christmas Day, though. And before we pick out like some in- other intriguing matchups on our schedule, I know we all got it pulled up. What did you all make of the 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 uh, the people just being mad, bro, that the Knicks are playing on Christmas again? Because to me, this is my, my f- that's my favorite genre of crying. Oh, like, oh, 16? no. <laughs> 16 nationally televised games. We back, baby. Like, this is what this is what the everyone says it, bro. This is a common thing in the NBA. When the Knicks are good, when the Knicks are relevant enough to, like, watch on national TV, the NBA is good. The NBA is fun. We what, can see the halfway decent roster, bro. We yeah. was on Christmas when we had Quincy AC starting. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. We're like, the most <laughs> biggest market and, have, like, one of the most fervent fan bases. So all these NBA Twitter experts that always have, like, the most knowledgeable takes, they just turn to big-ass babies when shit like this happens. Wait, it's like, yo, we, how dare they put the Knicks on instead of the Pelicans? We played last Christmas, too, against the Hawks. Who the fuck cares about the Pelicans? Yeah, exactly. They were bitching last year, and then what happened? We whooped Trey Young's ass. The Youngins showed out. Like, Kemba had a triple-double. We'll be at a highlight dunk. Exactly. That was now, now the NBA learned. They're like, if people care about the Knicks, nobody cares about the Hawks. That's why the Hawks don't have a Christmas game. And apparently, Trey Young put out some Dude, emojis. Dude, oh my God. I remember right? arguing with people last year, telling you, like, yo, you guys should be fucking happy that a, a, a Christmas game is because of the Knicks. And like, nah, bro, mm. Trey Young is the reason that we have a Christmas game. He fucking <laughs> fumbled. Yeah, he fumbled this, this last year. It's like, what have you done for me recently? But Yeah, now him and DeJounte Murray got a live stream them playing footsies and matching Christmas pajamas now on Christmas. Because they ain't <laughs> playing that day. Bro, DeJounte's going to be at a pro-am game on fucking Christmas too, bro. This fucking Yeah, I swear to God. DeJounte's going to stalk Paolo Bencharo and just go kiss him. That, like, that dude's weird. <laughs> fucking sicko. And he's, just, he's, a, he's a sicko out here making like ruckus <laughs> and being a menace, bro. And who, who's who's really going to Atlanta for Christmas? Who's going to Minnesota for Christmas? Everybody's coming to New York for Christmas, and that's mm. why they sell out the Garden every Christmas well, game. Well, the game, I, I think the game is, uh, it's at New York, right? It, should it has be to be. New York. Yeah, if, if it's it has a Garden, right? like Christmas like, in the yeah. Garden. You see, but you want to sell tickets. It's, oh. it's a business. You don't want to go to Minnesota. No, ain't nobody going and to Minnesota. I saw people trying to clown it like, oh, it's the Knicks aren't the the headliner. It's the Garden. I was like, okay, and that's ours too. <laughs> that's ours. Like, that's our what mecca. You know what I mean? It's just sour grapes for motherfuckers that like like these small market. Like I saw somebody say, "Yo, Pelicans should be on." I was like, okay, "That's cute, put my league pass." But like no, <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> you know what Yo, mean? Like I, I fuck with pass, Zion, bro. The league like pass Brennan, Christmas bro. game could be nasty, bro. <laughs> bro, there you go, Adam Silver. Free idea right there. But put your like for for the NBA hipsters. Here's your league pass fucking slate for Christmas. You know what I mean? Y'all can just not bitch and watch these motherfuckers. Watch Orlando versus Zion. People people eat it up, right? 
it's a business, and I swear to God, the NBA is a billion-dollar business that has metrics that show what people want to watch and what they give attention to, right? So why the fuck is it every year they have this tantrum about the Knicks getting, like, spotlighted? It don't make sense. It's just people whining the wine. So that's my take on it. Fuck them. My take is that we have way too many NBA TV games. Like, who the fuck still has NBA TV, bro? Like, Right? That feels like a backhanded compliment. Oh, national TV. Y'all are NBA TV. Half those games. That is not a national game, bro. Like, I guess, yeah, I have to fucking find a non-MSG stream. Like, I don't get to listen to Clyde wax poetic about, you know, some bench player on, on like, the Wizards. <laughs> um, any, any other, like, Christmas Day game uh, takes y'all have before we move on to, like, Intriguing moments in the next schedule. Like you're looking at, the, like I'm talking about, like the NBA slate in general. Like any other matchups that night that kind of intrigue y'all or surprise y'all for being on Christmas. Not really. Playing? I mean, the other teams. I'll just say for you know for everyone here, you got. Hold up, I got to pull it up again. <laughs> I got it. It's a uh, the first game is Sixers Knicks yep. at noon, then Lakers Mavs at two thirty. Eh, not not really. <laughs> Bucks Celtics at five. That that one sounded a little spicy. That could get spicy. Grizzlies Warriors at eight is definitely mm. spicy. That's that's definitely they've been talking shit at each other. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. And then you end off with the Suns and Nuggets. Jamal Murray coming back. I'm, I'm excited to see okay. that. You know what I mean? And even that 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 Mavs Lakers game. That's like Luca playing against his yeah, idol. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. That. yeah. You know what I mean? It's not horrible. L A L A is fun game. during Christmas. You know, it's fun to of, laugh at. Yeah. You know, Speaking if they're good, LA. then you know it's fun because they're the Lakers. If they're bad, it's fun to laugh at them. Like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> LeBron, this is your super team. Russ Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, speaking of LA, you guys ready to move on to like the the biggest NBA news that's happened? The the LeBron we'll get to James. That, but I do want to get y'all take about like looking at the schedule. Are there any other kind of matchups? Like, how y'all feel about us having to open the season on the road against Memphis, small market Memphis, and. And uh, Ja Rule and the, and, the, and his his homies. John Morant, my bad, my I'm bad. I'm crying. I thought that was what? a joke. My bad. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. I thought that was on purpose. No, it is because he's he's irrelevant to a New York icon, iconic franchise. You know what I mean? So like 50, Ja Rule, the Knicks, Grizzlies. You see? Uh, well you see done. the parallel. Well done, my friend. <laughs> you stuck the landing. Honestly, I didn't intend to go there, but. <laughs> you stuck the landing. <laughs> I don't know. It's may have sprained my ankle on the landing, but I stuck it. I can't remember the last time the Knicks played on the road against a West team. That they're only gonna play twice in a season for the game opener. Right. I, I can't. I feel like that shit only happens on two K. I feel like I swear to God, in two K, whenever I play season, it's always against Memphis for game one. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys. Two yeah, K gotta be racist. Anytime I win a wing, ring with the Knicks, our first home game is on the road. I was like, what the fuck? I just want a ring. Why are we playing at Atlanta? You know what I mean? MSG South. Point. <laughs> the I think out of the first five games, the Knicks are playing at home. The first. F- uh, four of them, minus the first one, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So Detroit, Orlando, Charlotte. That's that's pretty solid. I, obviously, you don't want you, you got to take the start of the season with the grand stall, especially when you're a Knicks fan. And what we saw last season when the Knicks started hot, and then they cooled off big time. So, um, it's I'm, you know looking at the schedule, I, I'm starting to realize that there are actually a lot of good teams, and there aren't that there are only maybe a couple of teams that you can say are must wins, and that's OKC, San Antonio and Houston and every other team mm-hmm. has a good player including now Orlando got the number one pick in Paolo and every other team has players coming back or they got a great free agent signing or they made a great trade um, like you know even with Portland Dame is coming back Clippers you got you got PG and Kawhi you know playing hopefully every game and uh, you know like this season is not going to be easy especially in the east because the east doesn't really have any bad teams and uh, 
you know, I'm hoping that the Knicks can make the playoffs. So we can. That's a topic for another day. Fies, what do you think? Uh, I think the the first must win I'm looking at is against Detroit. Like after that that trade, uh, after like everything that happened, yeah, the the season the season opener at home opener for us <laughs> must you know? win already. <laughs> yeah, that's a must win. I mean, we're playing up against Jaden Ivey, the guy that we were like feeding the trade for, the guys that we made, and I I mean I, I want to see us beat them. Like that's like to me that feels like a I guess like a, as a fan it's a must win. It's not really like a must win in terms of you. like. Yeah, it's like more for excitement. Personally, I need to see them beat Orlando because I watched them lose to Orlando last year at, at MSG. That was that oh, was ass. RIP. That was horrible. Yo, I want man. them to like literally pick up Cole Anthony and just throw him in the stands if he tries to get a rebound. That 16 rebound game he had is still burning in my memory. Never again. Never. Nobody below 6'5 should get 16 rebounds on us as a squad. That should be like bulletin board material. You know what I mean? Like, Tibbs should say that at the start of training camp. You I, know what I mean? I, I'm going to say I'm a little upset that November schedule just because that homestand, like their first we, – we do have a bunch of games where it's like home, home, away, home, away, home, home. But the first, like, what is it, one, two, three, four, five-game homestand we have is against – Western Conference teams like the Western. Is that in November? You talking? Oh, about? I mean, away, oh, away. When oh, we're yeah, going away. Sorry, sorry. We're go, we're going. To... Uh, the West Coast trip is earlier than usual. My bad. My bad. Yeah, I... yeah. good, good, good cast because I was gonna point that out. How like usually we have it in the middle of the season and it's like oh shit we're like dreading that West Coast road trip but we get it out early and what y'all make of that? I feel like it's gonna be an early like the first early test of the season, right? Like we're. I mean, I'm not really excited for it, it, to be honest. I feel like it's going to be a little tough because we're definitely going to be working out some kinks with Jalen Brunson and Randall early off in the season. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is better to get it out of the way so that later in the season that they could maybe go on a run. You'd rather go on a run later in the season, right? And then we got another four-game West Coast trip in March, though. Y'all see that? Sacramento, the two L.A. squads in Portland. Not worried about Sacramento. LA, the L.A. squads, though, it's going to be tricky. Portland, it seems like they're about to be a little bit revitalized mm-hmm. with uh, Jeremy Grant, Dame, whatever. But, yeah, it's I like how, like, you know, aside from these two major West Coast trips, like the NBA kind of, you know, did us a solid and doesn't have us, like, on the road for, like, crazy long amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I think it's dope. Yeah, um, and the closing to the season, it's not against, you know, top-tier teams. After Miami, you got Cleveland, Washington, Indiana, New Orleans, and then Indiana again. Indiana's probably going to be at the bottom tier for, for oh. the teams in the East, so... It, it is refreshing to see us play against Indiana late in the season. We usually play them like six games in a row in the beginning of the season, and then like. And then there's preseason. I, like, I swear to God, was it two years ago? We were playing like ten times in a row. I was like, what the fuck? Remember RJ like started off really poorly. Uh, no, he was going really well. He was playing really well against the Pacers. My bad. He was the Pacer mm. killer for a while. So yeah, it, I mean, it, it's nice to we see. Can't really dig in super decisively or analytically. I guess into the schedule because we don't know what the roster is. It's still the Donny thing, but. I'm thinking, like, you know, um, even if we kind of stand pat, and I know we all think the Donnie trade is going to happen, I don't think, you know, we're going to be... We won 37 games with a shit point guard situation, and Julius, like, shitting himself every other night. You know what I mean? I feel like Jalen... I'm almost... You got, y'all going to hate me. I'm almost buying into the propaganda about, like, oh, shit, we got a real point guard now that might, you know, make J- uh, uh, Julius act oh, right. Oh, no. Wait, you know? what? I'm almost Yo. I'm almost getting Yo. into the toxic uh, territory, brothers. Oh, my God. Y'all might need to make an intervention, but what I'm almost getting... What choice do you have, though? Like, what, are you, what, are you, what <laughs> right? else are you supposed to do? Like, I can't believe that, my hands. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm, just, like, bitching every day. I'm kind and of with that. that I, like, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. You guys shut me down real quick, but, like, you know... I'm flat on bro. I don't... What are we <laughs> supposed to do bro no one wants him so I, we're gonna have to hype him up again man like you know what i mean it's like i'm, I'm anti-randall you know what i mean but it's just like all right like it's, it's like when covid happens like okay i can't wish the covid away i gotta wear a mask that's all right, all right you know what i mean it is what it is julius is on the team i gotta 
Hope for the best. I mean, the listeners you, are okay. hearing firsthand a man in, experiencing Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, Alex, I'm not okay, even going to go. you not are hearing a man in, in conflict with himself and his values. And this is the, the best point guard that Julius Randle has played with thus far in his career, right? Like, D'Lo, that was the first year. You know, those first few years, so I wouldn't really yeah, count Drew that. Holiday, you know, on the Pelicans. He had Lonzo. Right? Yeah, Drew, Drew Holiday and Lonzo, right? Did he have Lonzo on that yeah, team, but too? I think Brunson, yeah, for sure, since he was a Nick. Uh, Drew Holiday, well, Randall also played like, off the bench on that Drew mm-hmm. Holiday team. So they were much more focused on, like, I think AD. Oh, AD was out, out, foot out the door at that point. But, you know, like, this this is his first opportunity with the starting lineup and, like, a, a, a true ball-dominant point guard. Because Jalen Brunson is pretty ball-dominant. You know, he he likes to play with the ball in his hands. Dog, we ex- we disgusting Mo right now. This man has like put his head down at least three times. So like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I, I apologize yeah, on I, behalf I, of my family. I, I I hope you're right. If we're not gonna trade the guy. At, hopefully, he plays well. I I mean, I, I'm not too optimistic. I I saw what he did at, at the pro am game. Complained to the coach right. even then, but you know. I wouldn't get our hopes up, but like you know, uh, that's, what else that's... can we do? We have to get our hopes up. Like, it it's not even getting hopes up. It's just like yo. Jalen Brunson, please, literally, if, if if he can get Julius Act right and he can, and like literally be co- on top of that, also be the best point guard we had since Marbury in his prime, f- build Jalen a statue like right away. I mean, like Leon pretty much like runs the organization, and Jalen's is a god a godfather or godson or whatever. So I know like if that happens, Leon's gonna build that statue. You know what I mean, I don't think it will happen, but yo, it's a lot lot on uh, Jalen's shoulders, and I think he can handle it. He's you know he's a, he's a thick brolic boy. I think he can handle it. <laughs> you still discuss it, Mo. Oh, I feel no, you. No I'm discussing no too. Doubt. I'm just. But it's for it's for that mental peace of mind. I understand. I, I'm doing it now, so then like when we see Julius on opening night, I'm not like you know like you know, throwing my shit cholesterol at cholesterol is in uh, going off the chart. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm already mentally preparing for the Mo. I told you so, pod. Like, like watch. It'll be like some shit where like Julius just like rips the ball out of Jalen's hand and just punts that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Mo's gonna be pulling up to the next oh episode, God. next recording. Just like he's not even gonna speak. He's gonna put himself on mute and he's just gonna laugh at us. Just look at us. It's gonna be like, what was it? The iPad gate all over again? Oh my God, that was a laptop. Slap, slap top, slap top. That's what it was, bro. I'm oh. worried about the escalation because it was... <sighs> we're gonna be I'm coming worried about back our IT stuff. department, man. Our IT department gonna have to put in work after the Julius Randle season. <laughs> all right, that's that. Well, once we veer into Julius Randle talk, that's when I'm just like, all right, enough, enough of the next convo. <laughs> like, he's called out. We did, you know, y'all, y'all have heard about this person, LeBron James, little known fella. I mean, he plays for the the small market team, the Lakers. He actually resigned with them. I don't know if y'all seen. Ninety-seven million, two years. Kind of a big deal, <laughs> honestly, if we're being serious about it, not being facetious. Um, what y'all make of that? Did y'all buy into any of the drama that, like, yo, LeBron's trying to go to Cleveland next year for that one last run? Or he was like gassing them up at the Cleveland All Star game, right? He was like, "Oh yeah, this he, he, is he, he was doing LeBron thing, planting seeds for storylines because he knew people would write about his farts. So if he says <laughs> anything interesting, halfway interesting, it'll get written, right? But what y'all make of him just re-upping with the Lakers and just their summer, honestly? Because I know we've been alluding to talking about what's been going on there and laughing about him. We're finally here now, fellas. So talk about the extension. Talk about what y'all make of the Lakers. Uh, I mean, I think. I think we'd be kind of dumb to think that he was gonna leave. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't really think he would leave, but I thought he would flex his leverage a lot more with the Lakers. Where, like, until they did something, like a a real move, because like they haven't really made any tweaks to their roster. They haven't really done anything crazy besides uh, lose a few of the old guys and bring young guys in instead. 
But, you know, they didn't bring Kyrie in. They haven't traded Westbrook out. So I thought LeBron would try to let GM his way out of this before he signed the extension. But now it's like you're kind of stuck to that extension. You're stuck to the Lakers. Obviously, you can, like, demand that trade and whatnot. But likely, you know, just go live out the two years. But uh, can you tell – is the two-year extension, like, when Bronny comes back? Is that uh, when Bronny yeah, joins yeah, the, the league? Yeah, the player option. To where, like, the year that Bronny's, from what I read, the yeah. year he should be draft eligible, LeBron is a player option. So we know he's in that chestnut checkers thing where he plans his contracts for obvious reasons. So I think that's that's what it's looking like. I think he's either going to be playing with his son – in L.A. or Cleveland, but I think, Mo, you want to chime in? Yeah, no, I was that. just going to say that he has that player option. So it's not really like he's locked in to, to both years with L.A. Um, it's crazy. Like, I was just looking up his birthday. He's going to be 38 years old in December. Lord. And then by the time this contract is done, he'll be 40. LeBron James will be 40. And um, and people will still jump on that contract. Yeah. People will take that shit and in a heartbeat. Like, you know, the, a couple of ways I take it as, you know, that $97 million brings him to a little over half a billion dollars that this man has made mm. playing for the NBA. He's played a lot. He's been paid a lot more through other, you know, other routes, you know, endorsements and such. And um, the fact that we only have two years left with LeBron James is kind of – it's kind of bummy. Like we were, we were so spoiled right. with a guy like this was able to take over games and just dominate the way he has been. And um, you know, we're so you think he retires at forty? That's what he, he's, like, he's been say. saying that he's going to retire after a year with with Bronny in the NBA. Yeah. I so I and by that point he'll be forty years old. So it works out perfectly that he'll be forty, played a year with his son, or at least his son in the NBA, even if they're not on the same team. And um, you know, that'll be that'll be it. He's going to go into the sunset and then do whatever's next. So. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to be... Son, he'll have enough money to buy the sunset. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> For real. If he turns 40, he's like, yo, news headline, LeBron owns equity in the sun. <laughs> he's gonna, How? We don't know. Yeah. He's going to start the first, like, moon team. He's going to buy the moon and be like, yeah, we're we, we coming out from here. Like, yeah. I, I know we clown the Lakers a lot, but when, when Kobe, you know, RIP Lake Kobe was in his last year or so, I was watching a lot more Laker games just to get as much as I can from watching him. Because you know there's never going to be another player that's like that. So LeBron, same way, even on a different level. There's never going to be oh. another player like LeBron James. So as that's much as we clown so the Lakers, unfair. I'm going to be watching a lot more Lakers games just, that's just to keep watching That's going to be so it. unfair. The Lakers are going to get Kobe's farewell tour and LeBron's farewell tour. That's oh just the Lakers, God, bro. God, Look man. at their fucking their jerseys and the Raptors. I guarantee so you. Who's who of anybody that was anybody in the NBA. That, you know that, I mean? LeBron, that LeBron final season will guarantee them a chip like five years down the line when like three more people demand a trade there again. Like they yeah. do this every few years, so. I'm like, so what y'all think about, like, there was, like, apparently from the Lakers, like, reporters and writers, there was some drama about whether he would do this extension just because he was, like, trying to make it a power play. Like, yo, y'all need to get rid of Russ or I don't re-up. That's why. So I do thought, y'all right? take this as a sign that a Russ trade is about to happen or LeBron was just like, all right, fuck it, let me just get the uh, bread and we could last it with Russ. What y'all think? Like, what's... I, I think it's the second one. I, I, I don't think... One? Yeah, like, the Russ contract, I still think it's really tough because, like, Basically, it, Russ is making this hard on everyone because he's refusing to like. He still thinks he wants he wants to start like he he wants to go to a team to start. He's not thinking that yeah, I'm. You know, he's still on that like mellow post OKC you know type of vibe where it's like I I have to be a starter. So he, he's not making this easy on anyone. And I felt like I really feel like the real the best deal that we saw on the Lakers for them is is basically that three team deal with the Knicks and the Jazz. You know, that's something that we heard a lot about and like. 
we always say that it's hard enough to make a deal happen between two teams in the NBA. Adding a third doesn't make it any easier. So I, I don't really see another destination for Westbrook. Like, where does he go? And, you know, what do you even get back for him? Like, yeah, maybe the Pacers, that could be an option. But I don't know. I don't really see a world with Russ oh, leaving. Lord. Yeah. As empty as a Pacers arena is, can you imagine Russ's bricks in there? You're going to sound like the beaches of Normandy, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Hey, add Julius Randle to that team. Shit could be Shut World up. War Three, man. Like, With Westbrook? Why would you do that? Why would you subject that to people in Indiana? <laughs> Wait, never mind. They voted for Mike Pence. It's all good. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we want to just laugh at the Lakers or do we feel like we, this is a nice, tidy episode? I just feel like with the Lakers, I just, I just think with LeBron, it, it came down to, y'all heard the phrase, happy wife, happy life. I think Savannah was not trying to uproot their family from L.A. They're all, their kids are all, like, settled in Los Angeles. That's like La La Land, you know what I mean? And LeBron got all his adventures out there. I think he tried to make that power play to get Russ out. Maybe he got assurances that Russ is out, and he put his name on the dotted line. But yeah, I, I think this is just, just LeBron, like, saying, you know what? This is the Lakers. I'm LeBron, you know what I mean? For, for me to, like, get to where I am in terms of notoriety – this brand is helpful, and I think that's smart. Smart play by yeah, him. And I, I agree, and I think at this point he's kind of accepted his fate that he might, he probably won't win another ring. And I, mm. I feel like there's going to be a, a new storyline where this is going to be like a two-year retirement tour. It's not, not just a one-year. I think it's kind of set in stone that he's, he's gone, and they're going to slowly but surely bring in that narrative that, like, yo, we only got two more years of LeBron left, and he's just going to soak it in the moment. He's just going to accept the fact that he's going to be loved everywhere that he plays, and he's going to get that kind of you know appreciation for his game, and he's not he's not going to really have that pressure of winning that championship anymore. He got four and he is, he is the second greatest player of all time. So I think he's, mm. I think he's accepted his fate that Russ is going to be on the team. He's going to have AD who might or might not play every game and that he just has to roll with them, play his best and just give, you know, the fans that watch him the best that he can give. And, and that's it. He's not really vying for that, that ring anymore. Yeah, and he's chasing them records. You know what I mean? Break Kareem's exactly. record. I think that's what he wants yeah. as well. I want to break Kareem's record as a Laker. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's like supposed to happen in season two. I saw some people looking at the schedule. It was like, yo, LeBron's probably going to set her up so that he breaks the record while he's playing in the garden. And I'm like, you know what? That's a LeBron James-ass shit to I do. Think, I think he has to average like 15 points per game or some shit like that to, to break the record. Bro, he could cut his one, cut his left leg off and he can average 15. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> that record is his. It's pretty much already is. You know I mean? I'm ready to sell both of my kidneys to go to that game. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. I don't think two kidneys is enough, actually. I don't think two kidneys is wise, brother. I think you need at least one. I'll go, I'll go in with the dialysis machine at MSG, bro, to watch LeBron. Like, that, that'd be a fire game to be at. LeBron's, like, MSG, and he breaks the... Oh, man. I mean, crowd going crazy. Yeah. You see in the crowd, is just Faiz and, like, an iron lung. Like, <laughs> I saw LeBron. I saw him. Right, I think that's yeah. a, good, a good note to stop yeah. on. That visual, our listeners can just like digest that. You know what I mean? Yep. If if you guys enjoyed, if you up. guys enjoyed this episode of Nickish, make sure you give us that five star review on Spotify. Give us that nice review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it, and follow us on Instagram and, and Twitter at Nickish at Nickish NYC. I've been saying Nickish Show for a minute. It's Nickish NYC now. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our website nick-ish.com. Uh, fall season is coming. Nick's games are coming mm. back. You're going to want to wear Nickish then and there and everywhere. So we're, we got new hoodies on the way. We're excited to show you guys. going to be a new edition and uh, a lot more than that. So keep, keep, keep on the lookout. So next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.